Hello and welcome to the Railed Rank Podcast, the podcast that ranks your favorite film franchises one movie at a time. Uh, we're doing a bit of a special episode uh, today. Um, Kevin Conroy passed recently, mm-hmm. and uh, if you listen to Mask of the Phantasm, um, we you can tell that we really appreciated the work that he did with Batman the Animated Series, um, and so we just wanted to do... A quick refresher, or not yeah. refresher, but like a quick thing. A tribute. Oh, hi. yeah, a tribute. Oh, I'm yeah. Devin, and that's my brother Dayton, by the way. <laughs> hey, howdy, hey, everybody. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's the, the, oops. Uh, but we just wanted to, we watched a few episodes of the animated series. We watched a few things, and we just kind of wanted uh, to talk about them. We picked a lot of the ones that were our favorites, yeah. um, and or seemed fun and significant. We just wanted to mm-hmm. do a bit of a tribute to honor someone that, um, there's, you know, there are at least the voice in my head for Batman, uh, yeah, forever. Well, and the voice for like, for almost, you know, like 1992 until, Oh, the November 10th of this year, you know, was the voice of Batman. You know, he's, it's going to be hard to top. And I think I said that in mask of the phantasm, he's kind of the, the immortal voice of Batman for a lot of people and will be for, for quite some time. So it felt appropriate to just, you know, he had a huge impact on, you know, our lives and on pop culture. And, uh, you know, taking taking the time out to show our appreciation just felt appropriate Yeah. to, to do. So, yeah, so the episodes we're going to be covering today are Beware the Great Ghost, Almost Got Him, If You're So Smart, Why Aren't You Rich, Harley's Holiday, and Over the Edge. Yeah, so that's... Uh from each of the three seasons though it's telling that a lot of them were from the first season <laughs> first there's season, like yeah. 40 of them in that first yeah, season and then the rest of them are much shorter yeah. um and it, it, that was that's kind of crazy too because that wasn't intentional i just kind of just picked a you know yeah we picked I... yeah i think we i mean we each picked a, a couple um mm-hmm. there because i picked beware the gray ghost and if you're so smart why aren't you rich yeah um and then i picked the other ones yeah so but there's not an exhaustive list, nor are we going to definitively say that those are the best episodes. No, I think a lot of the like, best episodes are two-parters. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's just, there's so many great episodes, and that's just really telling about the quality of all three seasons of that show, and all I mean, of the DCAU, really. Because even, like, I have this down in my notes, like, there's so much that they pack into 22 minutes, so much good writing, so much good acting, so much good characterization and animation in 22 minutes. It's, it's mm-hmm. Im- impressive. It is very good <coughs> what they're able to accomplish in such a short amount of time. And even though, like, I've noted sometimes that there's, you know, they had to move at a pretty quick pace, and, mm-hmm. you know, it, it still works for kids. It works, I, I'd say, for adults. Oh, yeah. I didn't feel that this was overly cheesy, like, when I watched a lot of stuff from my childhood again. Like, if I watched an episode of Power Rangers, yeah, I was like, a... this is terrible. But this wasn't yeah. that, you know. Yeah, it ha- they have an incredible timelessness to them, which is just fantastic. You can you can literally drop in at any time, really, and appreciate them. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's so, they're just, they're so good. They're just they so are. good. They're so well done. They're, they're awesome. Yeah, and... I mean, really, you can't go wrong with just about any episode besides maybe there's a Batman in my basement. Yeah, that one's not great. That one, skip that one. But uh, 
Any of the other ones, man. If you're a completionist, go ahead. But, I mean... I don't say we didn't warn you. Yeah. (laughs) There's, you know, not everything is 100%. (laughs) uh, They can't all be winners. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, there's there's a lot there. There's a lot to love. uh, And, I mean, yeah, man. Like, Heart of Ice. um, Yes. Uh, Feet of Clay. The mm Two-Face, Two-Parter. Um the Raza Ghoul episodes, uh, the Laughing Fish, uh, oh, like it's a, it's an exhaustive list, honestly. Like it's it's really really just quality. It's true quality of you know if you're a Batman fan, you already know, and if you're not a fan, it's something you can dive into and really appreciate. Mm-hmm. And uh, too, if you if you want to talk about Kevin Conroy as the voice, like the Arkham mm-hmm. games, because he kept- yes. And I think he did much more than that too. I think he did. Oh yeah, he's a few done other games. all kinds of. Well, and outside like the DCAU stuff, he was voice of Batman for all kinds of uh, other animated series and movies. And it, it, you know, he's that's that's the thing. He was the he was, if you needed the voice of Batman, mm-hmm. you called Kevin Conroy unless you wanted to try your own spin with it. You know? Yeah, very few exceptions, um, really. But yeah, even yeah. like. Batman Beyond, who's the voice there? Like, mm-hmm. kept it up. So, uh-huh. yeah, let's let's get started. Uh, so the first one, canonically, and we're just going to talk about them in order, as in HBO Max. The whole series is available on HBO Max. I think most of the like animated stuff is there. So, yeah, like basically his whole oeuvre yeah, is there. If you want to watch all it, all the classic stuff is there. Like his I whole mean, run from Batman the animated series all the way through Justice League Unlimited. Yep, and the movies too, and Batman Beyond. You can, I mean, you could you could spend a, a several weeks just watching yes. watching that man. So, uh, yeah, let's let's get started. I think the first one was uh, Beware the Great Ghost, right? Yep. Yep. And so, I don't know, this will probably be a bit different than usual in terms of how we talk about these, but just a general idea. There's a, a mad bomber's going around blowing shit up around Gotham City, and Batman realizes that this mad bomber is replicating the uh, modus operandi of a character from a show that Batman was a fan of in his youth called The Grey Ghost, and... Um, yeah, he, he remembers it in a dream. Yeah, he, he wakes up. It. He wakes like, oh, oh, the great ghost. <laughs> the great ghost. Uh, that episode, that classic. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, because it's all set to flashbacks of mm-hmm. of his of him and his dad, which yeah. I think is a, a really like it, it's really telling how you know, like tying it back to something that why it would resonate with him so strongly yeah. is because it's memories of his dad. Yeah, and also because like when you think about it if you think about young Bruce Wayne like leaving the the movie theater what he is most often the the movie they most often leave is the mask of Zorro so it's like planting that there's always like a precursor hero or precursor masked uh, kind of identity that instills in Bruce on the same night that his parents are killed and the not the great ghost here of course but that you can see where, like he says in this episode, his the Batcave is basically a replica of the Great Ghost Lair. Yeah, he kept a lot of the the same stuff, and and mm-hmm. yeah, this all leads him to finding Simon Trent, yep. uh, the old actor, because they don't have any of the negatives. None of it, yeah. the 
the studio that had it, it all burned up. Yeah, and all the originals fucking went up in flames. So it's a lost, it's a whole lost show. Lost so. media, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Simon Trent is voiced by Adam West, which is yep. the cool part of this episode. Yeah, it's great. As a, Simon Trent is a washed up actor who's sell, like, like pawning off all of his old mm-hmm. Grey Ghost stuff. And he can't get any work because he's just been typecast as the Grey Ghost, which is very reflective of the same kind of struggle Adam West had post-Batman, where he was just so tied to that character. As probably so often happened with superhero actors back in the day, like George Reeves as well, you know, getting tied to their the, char- the character they portray on TV so mm-hmm. much that they can't be, they can't really show their strengths in any other fucking Kind yeah, of movie or something. I mean, the only other movie that I've seen Adam West in is uh, that zombie movie that was on MST3K that one time. Yeah, I can't think of any yeah. like any, any roles outside of Family Guy. Yeah, which is kind of a shame because he's he's a really good actor, Adam West. So yeah, it uh, it's nice that we get to also get to talk about Adam West a bit more here too. Because yeah, Simon Trent's been pawning off all of his stuff. And he's been pawning it off to this guy named Tim, who, coincidentally enough, is voiced by Bruce Tim, the guy who created the show. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, um, and looks like him, too. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and so, uh, where does he go from there? Fuck, I so, didn't watch this earlier, did I? Well, yeah, he's so he's pawning off all the stuff, but so Batman realizes it, because we actually get to see Bruce Wayne do some of the detective work, because this yeah. is totally like nobody... Nobody else has made this connection, so mm-hmm. he's just going around trying to find it, including like rare video stores and stuff like that, which yeah. leads him to find Simon Trent. And really, the the story is about well, one just like him, like so Batman buys the costume back because the Grey Ghost sells it and gives it mm-hmm. to to the guy. It's just this Grey Ghost. Come meet me by the museum. I need to Can talk I... to you. Yeah. Which is so, uh, just as a quick aside, that's such a, when is tonight? What time is that? Yeah, I know, right? Is that seven? Is that is that when the sun goes down? I mean, it's like, it's, you know, the sun goes down around like five five fifteen here. Is that tonight? Yeah, it, is it winter? Like, What's but anyway, here? <laughs> they're, they're able to <laughs> anyway. sink her. Also, I just love that the fact that Batman still just, doesn't call him Mr. Trent or Simon. Just calls him Grey Ghost. It like yeah. gives him the costume as though he like suit up. We're going to fight yep. crime. <laughs> We're gonna, you're gonna help me out. I'm living my dream here, man. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Simon Trent does not want to do anything. It's just like no. this was a show he was he did, and he really wants to distance it. He like flips out too when his agent mm-hmm. calls and like tells him like there's no work for you. He yeah. just flips his shit and like just takes out all of the merch well, and everything and also well his landlord was banging on the door like you need to pay your fucking rent you washed up gray ghost bastard and, yeah yeah and like he can't get any can't get the money to pay for his rent none of that stuff and it's just this this specter haunting his life you know? ha. yeah so yeah uh but eventually um Batman gets to him because he has a kind of a moment where it's like, you know, the great ghost used to be my hero. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's not who I am anymore. And like, I can see that now. And yeah. he walks away and just shames the great ghost into suiting up <laughs> yeah. and saving Batman from uh, RC it's cars. It's not who you are underneath. It's what you do that defines you, great ghost. Exactly. So with a rope, like he's like, he saves Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they eventually trace it back. Cause it's all the merch that uh, 
Trent was given, even though he he got a little bit of a moment to see like that he did good by seeing yeah. the Batcave and everything. Yeah, yeah, because uh, uh, they find out that it's these little toy cars that are blowing things up, like in the episode. And when they investigate it, they recover one of the toy cars, and it says "property of fucking Simon Trent," I guess. Well, it has and his fingerprints on it. That's it. Yeah. And uh, they, then the guy, you know, uh, then they're like, oh, wait, it has to be this guy. Like, there's a bit of a moment there where it's just going to be like, is Simon Trent really the bad guy? Mm-hmm. No, that's not, no. like, they're not We're doing not gonna that. We're not going to do that to the gray ghost. And, uh, yeah, they they take down the Mad Bomber, whose entire reason for doing it was to buy more toys. toys. I need he- toys. My 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 frivolous spending has brought me to crime. Yeah, he he's wanting a million dollars. He's blowing up shit to yeah. pay for more. <laughs> for toys. He owns a toy store. Yeah, but apparently he's cash poor and he can't buy more toys. Like yeah, he keeps <laughs> buying this great ghost shit and like he has a business that seems to be fairly successful, but he needs more. No, it's a bad in the customers himself apparently. He's buying them all to keep. It's like a magic dealer. Yeah. Like Magic the Gathering. Uh, yeah, the Mad Bomber is the weakest part. Like, he's just not... Yeah, well, like, yeah, he's, he's just an afterthought. a reason. Yeah, he's a yeah. reason for the Grey Ghost to suit up. And, yeah. but It's but fun af- that it's Bruce Tim voicing him, though. Yeah, that is the coolest part. But, yeah, the, the and afterwards, they save the day. And uh, the Grey Ghost, seeing that Simon Trent had all these negatives, was able to release them and put them out on video and now it's a big resurgence of the of the character yeah, and the property a big hit. Yeah. and uh it ends with uh, bruce wayne getting a, a thing signed by him and uh, Grey Ghost having a, a bit of a or he, he have a they have a bit there where they realize i think he realizes that yeah bruce well, is batman, batman. Had mentioned batman mentioned that i used to watch this show with my father and then when bruce is getting his copy of the show signed he said i used to watch this show with my father and then greg goes like oh you're fucking batman yeah well you know two crime fighters they're not gonna reveal identities he knows that like you know i i don't know that that's it's so nice though that's so heartwarming it's such a great you know kind of nod that no you're a good guy you'll keep the secret well and it's it's just uh you know, it, it, it's one of those stories wherein, like, the uh, washed-up actor or the, the artist finds what they did, even though they were spurning it. Because that's, that's happened in other stuff, like in Doctor oh, yeah. Who. Or they show somebody, like, this. they, they show Van Gogh yeah. uh, no, it the stuff that he did. You have a positive, uh, positive influence on people's lives. You know? Yeah. Like, this is, you know, this is a direct result of what you, of what you mm-hmm. did. You helped inspire people you know it wasn't it wasn't for nothing and i believe he says yeah. that so it wasn't for nothing yeah i wrote that down yeah so it wasn't all for nothing which is such a sweet moment in the episode yeah because <laughs> batman has a has a fucking nerd shrine to the gray ghost yes he does in the bat cave which i loved and i loved just as a quick uh, on a design level i love the gray ghost look because what they were going for is a character that like uh is evocative of characters like the shadow or the classic golden age sandman you can tell with the the circular goggles, um, such yeah, a it, cool look. He's a very pulpy looking character. I love that. He has circular goggles and a fedora and a cape yeah. and everything. Yeah, and, and like a gray pilot's vest, like that button up. Uh, I don't know what the actual term for it is, but you know what I mean. It's like a double breasted jacket. Yeah, like the Rocketeer. Yeah, uh, the Rocketeer has one, or like classic uh, Golden Age Captain Marvel. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I uh, like it. Yeah, and it's beautiful, beautiful. And, I mean, the animation in those episodes is just beautiful as well. First season stuff is, looks so goddamn good. Yeah, well... Uh, yeah, uh, the first and second uh, too. I I will mm-hmm. I will save some criticism for when we get to over the edge. Oh, the streamlining. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like it either. Don't worry. Uh, the the design of the character, <laughs> the way that they change some characters' designs. Yeah. I mean, because like, because yeah, I love the look of this animated Batman because mm-hmm. I, I I like the circular, like yeah. the the yellow there. Um, this is very like. It's it's the image in my head because Batman is a character that has so many different looks about yeah. him that are all like they're all Batman like they're mm-hmm. all wildly different, but well, still you are, could say they're Batman. You know? Yeah, we'll all have that sense of being iconic, right? Because you can look at and you can tell the di- like who's who. It's all Batman, but who's who, right? Because if you look mm-hmm. at like this first season animated Bruce Tim style Batman, you can go, oh, that's the Bruce Tim style. Then you can go look at like Neil Adams and be like, oh, that's Neil Adams' bat suit. And you can do that with a lot of different, uh, a lot of different iterations. Yeah. And, um, and all, uh, all of these episodes are uh, wonderfully voice acted as well. Um, oh yeah. Shouted out Adam West, but you know, the, the, I don't know, the just raw, like, I mean, this is ultimately a kid's show from the early 90s. And you have yeah. to, like, it, it just takes you back how good it was and how mm-hmm. much they well, gave a good, shit. Yeah, how much they <laughs> cared and how much that they, what they were really going. Because when you act, there's a, fuck, I can't remember the name of it. I think it's Heart of Shadows or something. But they made a, a documentary about the making of the animated series and it's various podcasts that cover it as well. And when they were first going to do it, it was going to be a lot people. They, it was almost going to be like a kind of a riff on the, you know, 66 William Dozier show and mm-hmm. Bruce, Tim and Eric Radomski really sought out people that wanted to tell a much more, I don't want to say realistic, but a much more mature, mature. take on the character. Yeah that could be allowed for a children's television show, because let's be real, it's a children's television show. Uh, yeah, ultimately, at the end of the day, that's what it is. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that it can't be told very well, that it can't be, a, you know, a piece of animation of quality. Like, this would be something that I could see you watching in a theater in the 40s, mm-hmm. you know? Like, that beautiful level of, like, Fleischer cartoon-level animation that the first, you know, two seasons have... Uh, yeah, there's just yeah. It's 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 a gorgeous production. And... <laughs> it's so good. It's just it's so good. It is a timeless piece of work. It really is. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and just the imagery too. Then a lot of the timelessness of the the technology because they keep mm-hmm. it. There's there's all kinds of different fantastical elements in terms of the technology, mm-hmm. but it never feels out of date. And everything also looks like it's from nineteen like the mid 40s yeah well because and that was kind of the because you can and that's a big debate among fucking super nerds of the dcau about like the timeline stuff right but like you could either go it's set in the 40s or it's set in the you know whenever now is (laughs) and you know it's it that's kind of what i was meaning earlier with them having like that you can basically just jump in wherever and you know, it doesn't really 
Yeah, most episodes you know, don't like are self are self contained enough mm-hmm. that only having a baseline of who these characters are, yeah. you can get exactly what you need and that's yeah exactly what you need and then you you don't need to be taken out of the like because i feel like if it had more like 1990s level technology it would actually make it worse yeah it would deprive something from it giving it like a mix of a 40s aesthetic but then having like oh we have like video phones and a bat computer and but they're all in like a like kind of an art deco aesthetic gives it that that quality that makes them you know independent from placing it really you know even well, yeah, though it, in the in the episode some episodes do date them and, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is what causes a lot of fucking stupid arguments but you know it is what it is but yeah so we'll get to our uh our next one almost got them this almost is a fucking classic it's a, a fucking one. classic probably i love the i love the concept of this episode I would watch this as a feature, and I think this was almost a feature. This could have been easily a feature. Uh, the premise of this one is that uh, in a in a bar uh, somewhere, supervillains are playing poker, mm-hmm. and they are relaying the story of how they almost got Batman. Yeah, they almost got him. And each one is a little vignette about how they almost did it and how they, they failed. And so Poison Ivy's there. She's talking about how, like, she used, like, gas and different pumpkins and a pumpkin mm-hmm. patch. But Batman was able to use the Batmobile and, you yeah, know, fucking hit her. Yeah, fucking, <laughs> like, run her over and then get a gas mask and be like, all right, you're gotcha. Uh, and uh, and <laughs> fucking, the Penguins is just fucking nuts. The Penguins is <laughs> fucking batshit. <laughs> This is fucking crazy, but I'll get there. So Two-Face ties Batman to a giant coin. A giant penny. <laughs> a giant penny. And he's, he's going he's gonna to basically catapult that motherfucker into oblivion. Just, he's going to yeet him. He flips the penny, <laughs> and it's just the idea is it's a giant penny. He's tied to it, and if it lands one way, it'll crush him. If it lands the other, it'll break every bone in his body <laughs> yeah. from the force. Yep. But uh, earlier, uh, I did love this little touch. Batman is caught, but he just lunges at Two-Face, and you kind of wonder what for. And yeah. you find out what for. He pickpockets Two-Face's coin, and he See? uses that to escape. Quality writing. Quality <laughs> yeah. writing. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know how Batman knew that he was needed that coin to escape. Because he's Batman. Uh, yeah. Well, and they also show how jagged his coin is, which I thought was a nice animation touch. That his mm-hmm. coin is all fucking rough on the one side, yeah, so you could on the one side, yeah. Um, yeah, and then he escapes and then uh, catches him because yeah, Two Face was robbing the bank of two million dollars of two dollar bills. Yep, because of course he was. And uh, yeah, he gets upset because the police let Batman keep the coin. There's a lot of, yeah. and, and that's the one you see because the traditionally yep. in the Batcave, the there's a, of the coin. Yep. Yeah, there's and there's that, and there's a T Rex. Yeah, and all of those things have explanations as to why he gets to keep them. Yes, <laughs> he likes he likes his trophies, likes his mementos. I I love the idea that Two Face thought of such an eventuality and brought the giant penny to Gotham, like to yeah, the Gotham shit, Bank. Right? Yeah, like oh, Just... I'm gonna catch Batman. I'm gonna tie him to the... that's. It's I love it though because it's so classic Dick Sprang Batman. It's well, no, I mean you gotta. 
if you sit there and you nitpick it to death, like, oh yeah, no, that makes it no fun. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Is I love it because it's just so, it's so Batman. Like it's such a Batman thing, and it's just I love that. And like flinging his fucking <laughs> Batman tied to a giant pain. Like Bruce Wayne spends his evening looking for the most ridiculous ways to die. I swear. Mm-hmm. Well, and the yeah, we can also talk about the look of Two Face. Like, uh, mm-hmm. to me, a very iconic. Yes. Look, as opposed to like Tommy Lee Jones, this one's. Mu- yeah, it's like this Two Face is voiced by Richard Mole, um, who uh, God, he's in he's well, in Night Court. Yes, there we go. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's fucking he's amazing. That's the, one of the one of the things about the animated series and all the DC animated universe really is that picking the right voices for the characters. I don't know how they do it. They just find they find the people that like just nail it every time. Mm-hmm. They they really do, and like a lot of them, that's just that's just the voice. Yeah, for those that's characters. Just who, that's just who you're gonna be hearing for the rest of eternity. You yeah, know? when you read the like comic Richard books, Two Face is like so ingrained in my head. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, instead of like the wild ostentatious suit, it's more of a yeah. white and black suit, mm-hmm. like on each side. And then I just love the look of his face, like his face, the way it's all like weird on the one side. The blue and the white and the like big, like no lip, weird lip thing. Weird, stanky lip. It's awesome. It's so good. Yeah. The white and black suit is uh, original to this show as well. Hmm. I could see it. Yeah, there's so much that is unique to the show. Yes, I mean, there's a huge influence this show has across the mm-hmm. board. And, uh, yeah, Killer Croc's there. He almost killed <laughs> Batman with a rock. I threw a rock at him. It was a big rock. <laughs> it was a big rock. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> and they all uh, just like, fuck you, Croc. And, uh... And then the penguins happen. (laughs) The penguins is weird, man. (laughs) Penguins is nuts. The penguins is legitimately like, you're you're a crazy man. Like you're you belong in Arkham. He tries to poison bat. He douses Batman with a spray that will make I guess hummingbirds. Well, it's a nectar. Yeah, yeah, a, a nectar to attract hummingbirds. But oh no, the beaks of these hummingbirds have been laced with poison. Oh, so I thought the, they were poisonous hummingbirds already. No, they're the beaks are laced with poison. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yes, and like oh, a little I mean, bit. It will, all will applies. Har- <laughs> yeah, the a little bit will will make you feel sick, but that much will kill you. Yeah, and then after Batman uh, basically uh, causes a fire of, uh, God damn it, what is it? Fire suppression system. Let's say I can't sprinklers. That's the word. Uh, just blank there uh sprinklers to go off uh, murdering those hummingbirds he gets attacked by a fucking ostrich <laughs> no he gets attacked by a cassowary <laughs> whatever it was a giant a cassowary bird. is the world's largest bird and ah. is very deadly they have razor sharp talons these are things See? that you learn throughout a fucking these useless are, life are- <laughs> These are things that I learned from Oswald Cobblepot, the penguin. Uh, I knew mine from Far Cry Three, but yes, yeah. it's a fucking, it's a, it's like a six foot tall, like the closest thing you're gonna get to a fucking velociraptor in real life is a cassowary. Uh-huh. So it's bigger than a bigger than an ostrich. 
It's big. Yes, it's the largest bird, I believe. Wow. And uh, how did I not hear? How do we not? Where are they? Where in the world can you find these like murderous monsters? Why you can find that at your local library, but I'll also <laughs> Google it. <laughs> yeah, flightless birds. Uh, they're found in New Guinea, the Aru Islands, and northwestern Australia. They are. Oh, crikey! Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, well, there's three species. Um, yeah, they're like one of the largest northern cassowary. Yeah, they're huge. I guess uh-huh. no, they're the third tallest and second heaviest bird. Sorry, smaller ostrich and emu. Okay, but uh, yeah, they're uh, uh, description. Yeah, they're like <laughs> six feet kills. tall. Yeah, and like if you look at the feet, they have like these giant claws, uh, three toed mm-hmm. sharp claws. Yeah, it's a dagger like claw that can be five inches long, Jesus. and they can kick them, kick humans. They can run thirty miles an hour. And jump up to five feet in the air. They can swim. Thank God they haven't learned how to get off that fucking island or else they'd conquer shit. Yeah, well, and that's why the penguin uh, decided to use that. Unfortunately, they can be poisoned by hummingbirds. Yeah, they can be poisoned by hummingbirds. And that's what Batman fucking does. He kills that goddamn casserole bird. Casserole. Yeah. <laughs> and then the penguin, having no other defenses, uh, yields. Because, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, um, he doesn't. But, he doesn't yield. He flies away. He makes his yeah. escape. Yeah, it's because the penguin can't really do much to Batman outside of no, birds. And outside, bird outside, of, outside of bird crime, he can't really do much. He he's a master of bird law. <laughs> I'm just a small town <laughs> bird lawyer practicing small town bird law. Uh yes, bird law is much different than that of human law. <laughs> Uh, and then the, we get to the Jokers. The Jokers had actually just happened. Uh, and this is also, oh man, if you love big convoluted plans to kill Batman, boy, have I got an episode for you. <laughs> oh yeah. <clears throat> this convoluted plan includes kidnapping Batman and taking him to the Tonight Show, basically. And basically. Uh, where, where the Joker and Harley Quinn uh, are there and... Uh, they hook him up to a laugh-o-meter, and if people mm-hmm. start to laugh, it electrocutes him. Electrocutes yep. Batman. And then they pump the crowd full of laugh of the Joker's laughing gas. And are, yeah. yeah, that that's laughing it. That's, and, yeah, yeah that, and then he dies, and then the episode ends. Like, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. I liked that Harley, <laughs> they're like, with the gas that much, they'll laugh at the phone book, and they show Harley just reading the phone book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, is this the first Harley Quinn appearance, or did she show up earlier? No, she's uh, she's way earlier. Okay. Yeah. But still. Uh, yeah, Catwoman, though, bails Batman out. Um, yep. But it's just, yeah, having more, um, I hesitate to say villains, but yeah, Catwoman's mm-hmm. there. Uh, and a classic Catwoman, or in my opinion, one of the classic Catwoman looks. I love this yep. look for the animated series. It's solid, as, yeah. As opposed to the season three weird fucking looking one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, but uh, the Joker cold clocks Catwoman uh, and escapes, kidnaps her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because he, he says he's going to get the last laugh because he stuck, tucked her away in an abandoned cat food factory. 
Gotham has a lot of thematic abandoned factories. Yeah, it's a real problem. Uh, Urban Blight, man, I think Bruce Wayne could do a lot more if he gentrified all of these abandoned whatevers. Well, they they really shouldn't have tried to have this big economic boom of specifically themed work. (laughs) (laughs) This is a factory that only makes cat food. (laughs) This is a a factory that only makes ice cream sandwiches. This is a factory that only makes toys that could be used for bombing. How did we go out of business? Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, you know, the stock market crash really killed toy-themed crime. (laughs) It's like the pets.com and fucking... (laughs) Gotham had the the factory boom of the 30s. (laughs) Yeah. The only thing this place is good for now is some sort of warehouse for a kooky supervillain. Yeah, thank God we didn't tear it down. We kept all the stuff in it. Nobody wanted it. Who's going to make cat food in this economy? <laughs> no, people just feed the cat scraps. <laughs> it's not the cat's pajamas. Uh, so yeah, Harley's there. They're going to start the machine. And now uh, Batman say, well, actually, no, Batman reveals himself. He was always Killer Croc. Killer yep. Croc was never there. And uh, the whole police is the bar. Yep. Everybody. Turns out that... Uh, it was, a, it was a setup so they could figure out where Catwoman is mm-hmm. and catch the villains. It was two birds, one stone, really. Mm, Penguin would have loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Especially and, if they were poison. Exactly. And they capture, all right, well, Batman goes and saves the day, knocks out Harley, saves mm-hmm. Catwoman. Catwoman's like, oh, we could run away. We don't have to do any of this. And it's like, no, eh, almost. And he just mm-hmm. he just fucking ditches her, yeah. Because that's that's like, what Batman does. Got him. Yep. Wow, wow, wow. I love that nice little again, beautiful little episode, capped off at twenty two minutes. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's its own little board game now. Which, oh, uh, sweet. I, yeah, I haven't played it yet, but I have bought it. It's a uh, a game where um, you're playing poker as the different villains, huh, and one of cool. you is secretly Batman. That's really sweet. That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's interesting that they decided to spin that specific thing out into being yeah, its right? own card game. But yeah. And like the different, you get different powers at your card game, uh, mm-hmm. depending on which villain you are. Okay. And next up, we have if you're so smart, why aren't you rich? This was a this was a me pick all day. Mm-hmm. This is one it's of my favorite episode. episodes of Batman. It's the Riddler. I forgot, epi- I forgot how good it was actually. But yeah, this is the first Riddler episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's weird to me because it's like episode forty. Yeah, this is the first. They got to fucking Man Bat before they got to the Riddler. They got to they, a lot of people before they got to the Riddler. <laughs> Riddler's like, a hard character to do, though. To be fair, Riddler is hard. If done wrong, can just be a watered down Joker. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you got to do the puzzles just right so that people can solve them, and mm-hmm. you know, it's a whole kinda... balancing act. But uh, yeah, this one, Edward Nigma is a video game designer who sued yeah. his company to get back pay for all the royalties for the video game that he made, mm-hmm. and uh, they fired him, and. Yep. Apparently, Edward Nigma is super smart but bad at the law, 
which oh, I yeah. think tracks given his character trajectory. It super does. Yeah. It's super, super <laughs> the does. one area that Edward decided to not invest any time or energy in was mm. the law. Yeah, he values the entirety of the human brain except the part that understands jurisprudence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah, he that's where you get the line from his... Uh, the CEO of uh, whatever corpse. I forgot the name of this guy. I did too. Yeah, it's something starts to know. But uh, yeah, he tells him, "If you're so smart, why aren't you rich?" And uh, gives him an idea. And and unlike normal people who might take this information and buy a or make a new video game, you know, with new people. Mm-hmm. Nah, he's gonna fucking kidnap this guy, kill yes, him. Yes, he is. He's gonna have, he's gonna exact great revenge. Because what else mm-hmm. is he gonna do on a Thursday? Uh, had to be Thursday. Yeah, it's always, so, uh, it's always Thursday. So, yeah, he uh, Bruce, of course, is going to buy this company and move the jobs to Gotham. Mm. That's how he gets involved, because uh, on the stock ticker, the Riddler puts a riddle. Yeah. And uh, something about, like, I don't remember the riddle exactly, but something about the wasteland. And it turns mm-hmm. out that's a clue that that uh, CEO guy owns a club called the wasteland which is a fucking terrible name for a club and when you look at the sign it looks like it's supposed should be called like the bamboo room or something like it's yeah. the most like tropical festive sign the wasteland <laughs> it's only teenage wasteland <laughs> yeah uh but yes uh the robin of course is robin's in this one actually mm-hmm. uh we get to talk about him for a bit uh but he's playing a video game um Riddle maze of the, the Minotaur. Minotaur. Riddle of the Minotaur, yeah. Where you have to go through a maze and answer a bunch of riddles, and nobody's made it through the whole game. Yeah, for like two years. Yeah. And uh, I, and apparently it's a super popular video game of answering mm. trivia questions and going through a maze. Uh, Huge in Gotham. It's, it's hit it big. Video games are still really new. Um, but well, yeah, it's only like, 1948. So. Yeah. The, or now, whenever now is. Whenever that is. But yeah, that's some of the, the questions are like, what's the shortest distance between a point in Nome, Alaska and somewhere that isn't Nome, Alaska on a globe? <laughs> a straight line. And that's, of course, it's wrong. But wrong. I was I was like, no, he's still right. If you tunnel through Nome, Alaska to the other place, that's still faster. Yeah, not according to the Hand of Fate, which will pick you up and take you to a different area of the maze. Yeah, it sounds like a great video game. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like doesn't sound like uh, it'd be a pain in the ass at all. Yeah, I mean, also, you know, it's a, it's a multiple choice video game. There's only three options. How did you <laughs> not solve this? Just brute force. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's the arc of. Uh, I mean, one of them is even a zigzag. That's obviously wrong. Like, how are... <laughs> but, yeah. Well, remember, the world is a globe, Devin. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, they, they suit up, and they, they go through the uh, glass there. But the Riddler shows up and uh, threatens uh, our CEO man and hands, is like... I'll let you live. Here, solve this ring puzzle. And somehow, this is the thing that made me laugh the hardest because I didn't remember this. Somehow, as he's trying to solve this magic <laughs> ring puzzle, he gets stuck. 
dumbass. The rigs are the same size. I don't know if they're like, you know, they're rigged or whatever, but they're, it's a worked uh, object. But I'm also just like, I, I just like to imagine that they're not actually special at all. They're just magic linking rings, and he is a colossal idiot. And ah, he's just like, I, 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 uh, I got, I was just wanting to, I, I got my hand stuck in the pickle jar. Oh, oh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> but well, I, I can't let go of the pickle, or else I want to have a pickle. I, I want a pickle. <laughs> but <laughs> I can't, I can't get my hand out to get the pickle. Oh, oh God, I'm stuck in the rings. <laughs> oh, dang. Uh, yes, because the Riddler has a bunch of... he has, He's hired two goons, and they're pretty good goons because they beat Petman and Robin. They they do a pretty good job of fighting him. Yeah. Uh, well, they always, they, they always lose once, and then they rebound, and then they get him in the end. Mm-hmm. They got to feel him out first by getting their asses kicked. <laughs> yeah, the Riddler sets fire to the club, too, by putting the... Because Batman and Robin shows up, and he introduces himself as the Riddler... In a, mm. it, it's the suit. I love the suit, the Suit's gray great. tie yeah. and the the bowler hat, the yeah. domino mask. And uh, quick aside, he's voiced by John Glover, Jason Woodrew from Batman Forever, or uh, Batman and Robin. Uh, Batman and Robin, yeah. Yep. And mm-hmm. Lionel Luther from Smallville. Guy just gets around. Yeah, I noticed that as well. Yeah. But yeah, they. There's like some like shand. It's like a disco ball kind of thing. It's yeah, a chandelier. It's a, it's a thing. It it spins and it spins too much and it fucking explodes. Catches fire and uh, then he the Riddler puts Robin in a Chinese finger trap, mm-hmm. <laughs> which ejects from his cane, which I thought was funny. He basically just grew and mm-hmm. enveloped Robin. And I'm just like, man, you sure you don't want to just strike it out on your own with these fucking inventions? Because like, yeah, you look so, like you're doing pretty good on your own. Like, I don't know why. Not to mention re- rigging a theme park. Right? Yeah, they built a theme park to this video game. It'd be like if Pac-Man Fever had its own like. <laughs> yeah, the- they built yeah. a it, it, like a replica maze of Pac-Man, and you get chased by ghosts and shit. That actually sounds pretty fucking rad. Yeah, that wouldn't be too bad. <laughs> I don't know as an entire theme park, but as an attraction. Well, as a, sure. as a little ride, yeah. They said yeah, they're yeah, building yeah. a whole theme park based on this. Well, it looks and like I the don't... theme park was just a maze. <laughs> well, it's, it, was a, it was like a section of it. There was other parts yeah. of the theme park. Oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. And, I mean, it had pretty sick animatronic. It sounds scary as shit, though, because the Hand of Fate will pick you up and throw you somewhere else. Yeah, it will literally fly you to a different area, like... Not like a tat, like no, it's you know, it'll fly, it'll fly ya. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Bat Batman, uh, they escape, but then the Riddler, uh, immediately his next thought is to go to the one power plant in Gotham and just shut the power down and off repeatedly in Morse, Morse code. code. I love that. That was such a great. That was so cool. That was very Riddler. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he said he was storing him somewhere that's as tall as an elephant's eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like corn. Corn. It's corn. A big lump of knobs. It's got the juice. <laughs> Can't imagine a more beautiful thing. Oh, God. Uh, but then, Ro- like, oh, what's another word for corn, Robin? And Robin's a fucking idiot. Uh, and- sweet peas. Uh, <laughs> Carrots. Uh, like maize. He's in a maze. The Gotham Maze District. <laughs> the Maze District. Man, we really had a whole period of just wacky architecture. 
Oh, what's going on here? Land press is really cheap out in Gotham, thanks to all this crime. <laughs> uh. Just build old school land developers like, oh, what's that? You have an idea? You want to build a maze theme park based on a video game? That's fucking weird, but okay. Sure, whatever. We'll build it right over there by the orphanage. And, uh, yeah, it's a giant. It is exactly what it says on the tin. Uh, they they get there, and uh, uh, the Riddler has a giant screen. It tells them to take off their utility belts because that'd be cheating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's at this point that I realize that Robin's costume does not look any good without the utility belt. Yes. It looks very weird. Yes, it does. Much of the same way that a wrestler needs uh, knee pads in order to not look naked. Mm-hmm. Robin needs the utility belt to, to yeah, not look. Or else it doesn't. The whole look just is thrown off. There's just something about it. it just ties the whole ties the room together. Yeah, because this Robin, you know, it's a domino mask. It's a very traditional yeah. Robin suit, uh, except he's actually wearing like leggings. It's not his bare mm. bare legs. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's not going classic '60s style. All I wanted was a pair of pants, a decent pair of pants. Solomon Grundy wore pants too. Uh, so, yeah, they uh, get in, and Batman has no idea about this video game. So Robin's telling him uh, all about it. They have ten minutes to solve it. Nobody's ever solved this, of course. Otherwise, the the CEO gets got by the giant Minotaur uh, robot that has a yeah. sword and a swing down. Yep. And, uh, yeah, they, they, they go through some of the puzzles. Uh, they go, uh, well, they go backwards and they find that there's a griffin and it sh- literally shoots fire. Yeah. But, but like, the Riddler rigged so many of these traps, I don't know how far he thought Batman would get. I don't think that he was planning on Batman getting very far. Yeah, but he rigged a lot of them. Like, he rigged the, uh, <laughs> there's three, this one was a lame puzzle. There's three keys. And they put in, it was like, uh, what was it, uh, A, C, and D? Yeah. And they put in uh, D, I think, and some razor blades flew out, or like giant buzz saws. Yeah. And, and it was like, oh, it's a music joke, or a music riddle. you got to do the C. <laughs> that has no sharps. And I was like, you know, normally there's clues in puzzles. Like, nope. you yeah. gotta be, you got to be smart. you got to be able to pick it up on the fly. And, uh, yeah, Batman... Uh, it t- takes some of the uh, like takes some of the razor blade intentionally goes the wrong way cheats uses the hand of fate which is a giant flying hand yes like that Flies itself around, pro- picks you up it's like a drone mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's not attached to nothing yeah it picks you up and then it drops you off at a random part and Batman uh, picks up Robin they hop in loser we're saving a CEO <laughs> yeah we got to stop a minotaur. And, uh, yeah, they, because he has a palm computer, you see, Batman. So he's able to hack it using well, that. Well, just like and... he does in the Arkham games. I thought that was cool, where it's like, oh, wow, there's, like, weird precedent. Mm-hmm. And he, like, goes to the center. They save the CEO uh, by, you know, just grabbing him. And then the... The, as it turns out, that that uh, Minotaur was a actual fully functional robot, which mm. seems a bit extra for the theme park. <laughs> well, I feel like the Riddler did that. 
like with wow. the flamethrower. <laughs> I'm listen. That's the only explanation. <laughs> like with the, the flamethrowing griffin and the and the no, I just saws ass- and shit. I just assumed that this was actually the uh, like if you got nobody ever made it to I I didn't think they'd ever even have one because nobody made it to the center of the maze anyway like to win the prize yeah it's well, just uh, I feel but, like he just rigged that robot to go fucking ape shit on P you know yeah. CEO and uh, Batman and Robin I love the look of this man it's a giant gold minotaur yeah it's cool looking and. Uh, yeah, Batman hits it with the hand of fate, and yeah. knocks it through, and like knocks it through part of the maze, and uh, yeah, it dies. And the dying animation looks so fucking cool. It's like parts of it's just falling off as it's stumbling and trying to attack. Um, but yeah, the Riddler's nowhere to be found. He's he's on an airplane. Yep, flying off to fuck knows where, and he escapes. He gets away. Yeah, then uh, yeah, and the rich guy gets paid because Bruce Wayne does buy whatever tech industries to make Vigi games. Uh, Mm -hmm. But at the end, it's like, you know, he's going to be paranoid forever. You know, how much is a good night's sleep worth? And it shows him locking up the doors and going in with a shotgun and just curled up in the covers. And I was like, yep, we've, we've managed to give PTSD to an evil character. Hooray. Traumatized Riddler, Riddler one, everybody. He's not rich. No, I like this episode though. It's really good. It is one of my favorite episodes. Um, mostly, when I was a kid, I just loved the video game connection because I loved, you know, video games and stuff like that. But uh, I just like the Riddler, uh, the look of the Riddler in this, especially compared to when we see him next in. Uh, oh yeah, the, skin tight redesign. That's so bad. Yeah. There's only one character we'll that there. I can. There's only one character I can think of that I like the redesigned more. There's there's a couple that I like the redesign. I mean, Scarecrow's the obvious. Scarecrow like, is my favorite. Yeah, improvement. He's, he looks fucking awesome. Yeah, no, it's it's a vast improvement. The Two-Face is okay. Killer Croc's fine. Uh, Mr. Freeze sucks. Uh, Penguin's the one they also really like, how they did the redesign. Yeah. It looks more like uh, he's not so overtly Danny, De- Danny DeVito-ish. Yeah, he's a bit, bit different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, next we'll one's... We'll talk about when we get there. But now, Harley's Holiday. With season two, which changes up yep. the intro a bit. I didn't skip yeah, the intros. I, yeah, I didn't either. I, I like the intros, though, for this one. Well, that's Robin. One. Yeah, it, it was just a neat, different uh, different pull on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the Robin on the bike. But it's, it's still mostly the same mm-hmm. intro scene. Which is fucking awesome. The guy's blowing up the bank and, and Batman yeah. coming in and yeah, the theme. Oh god, that theme's great. Mm-hmm. Like It's the sound of Batman. It is. Yeah, very, very reminiscent of that. Um but yeah, we're uh Harley's holidays uh it's an interesting one. This was a Dayton pick. Yeah. The, it the, my pick for this is because again, since this is Kevin Conroy uh, tribute. It has one of my favorite Kevin Conroy Batman moments in it at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one, Harley is uh, Harley's reformed. She's uh, about to get out of Arkham Asylum. She's all recuperated and she's not crazy no more. She has a certificate and everything. Yep, uh, not crazy. <laughs> they stamped it right here, and uh, so she's about to get out. And as she's leaving, uh, um. 
Batman, Robin, or bringing in the Scarecrow, which is another one of my favorite moments where it just shows how everybody likes Harley in one way or another, where she's like, hi, Dr. Cray, and he's like, good evening, child. I will tear you all to pieces. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> raving and everything. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And Batman holds out his hand, and he's like, you know, you know, I genuinely hope you can uh, stay on the straight and narrow. And, uh, yeah, and so, uh, Har- you know, next day, Harley's out. She's out and about on the town. She has Bud and Lou, her hyenas. And, oh, uh, um, but Batman holds on to the handshake uncomfortably long, too. Like, I, oh, that's yeah. that was something I remember. Like, it was, it was like, he does hope that she's out, but it's also, like, a bit of a warning. Like, Well, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, the hyenas. Yep. Love this. Huh? Yeah, they're great. And uh, so she's, you know, just walking down the sidewalk and, you know, just acting as normal as Harley can, honestly. And uh, her hyenas are fucking tearing people apart, uh, eat some poor dude's groceries, poor lady's groceries. Uh, And then uh, Harley decides she wants to go buy some new clothes because she thinks that people are looking down on her because of her outfit. When really it's because her fucking hyenas are harassing people on the sidewalk. <laughs> uh, and goes into a clothing store where she finds, well, a dress. But also, Bruce Wayne is there trying on clothes with his girlfriend, Veronica Vreeland. Yeah, and uh, they run into each other. And she's like, don't you look familiar? And she covers the top half of his face. Yeah. And he's like, it's that like, chin, you're chin. billionaire playboy you're, Bruce you're, Wayne. Yeah, you're boy billionaire Bruce Wayne. <laughs> This episode's really fun. I really, really like this episode. Yeah. Uh, it, um, yeah, there's a lot of, of good pun work in it. Yeah. Um, but uh, because Harley's just so paranoid of everything, she buys the dress and, mm-hmm. like, it goes through the security she scan. She pays for it. Yeah. yeah. And the lady's about to take the security tag off, but she Harley takes it before she notices which causes a big misunderstanding. The security card comes up and it's like, hey, just let me take this security tag off. Everything will be fine. Harley misinterprets it, grabs an arm off one of the fucking, uh, whatever the fuck they're Mannequins. Calling. That's the one. And uh, hits him. And, you know, She's armed and dangerous. Yes, yeah, she is. And she crashes out of the window, causing a whole scene. And uh, basically, it's uh, one misunderstanding leads to a whole hullabaloo. Is basically mm-hmm. how this works out. Yeah, she uh, then steals Bruce Wayne's car with the uh, with, with his, his girlfriend, girlfriend. <laughs> in it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, well, she and she also changes to her supervillain attire. She had it the whole time and takes mm-hmm. Bud and Lou, and they go on a not a crime spree, but she just goes like she needs somewhere to lie low, and she mm-hmm. runs into some goon, mafia goon. Uh, and yeah, yeah it's, it's good character. Good character work all around because yeah, this is where they, like it does a lot of really heavy lifting to getting to the Harley Quinn that we know of mm. now, you know, um, and it's one of the the hallmarks because yeah, uh, if you didn't know, uh, Harley Quinn was created for the show and yeah. it was a breakout hit. So yeah, fuck, um, like in a ton of shit now. Everyone knows who Harley is, but yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it's like one of DC's most popular characters, which is crazy. Not in a bad way, it's just like, who would have thunk, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, just the shows how influential the show is. I mean, the Mr. Well, Free Georgian, yeah. too. Like, yep, that was another one where... Absolutely. They yeah. just completely were like, yep, the old Mr. Freeze is well, out. Well, that, that's too Paul Dini, who wrote this same episode and created Harley and 
is one of the master architects of this show and the DC animated universe as a whole. Mm-hmm. Really good writer. Really, really good writer. But yeah, as a, um, yeah, as it turns out, uh, the, uh, Veronica's dad is a general mm-hmm. and it's general not good. Gonna... And he's not content to let his daughter be fucking kidnapped. So he calls in a code red. He ordered the code red. I did not give that order. He did, and he got a tank. <laughs> a motherfucking Sherman tank. Yeah, a really fast one. And uh, so he gets a tank, and then the mafia guy, basically Harley takes Veronica uh, to try find somewhere to lay low, because Harley wants to escape Gotham finally, and she's just going to leave Veronica wherever the fuck. She doesn't care. Uh, meet up with this mafioso dude. He's like, you guys are going to fucking stick with, us, stick with us. We're going to ransom that Veronica broad. Yada, yada, yada. And she's uh, like, don't take my hostage. Yeah. <laughs> and as Harley feels guilty about that, so they escape. They bomb out of there. And uh, meanwhile... Bullock's car. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Bullock crashed fucking earlier in the episode. And him being Bullock, he wants to catch Harley. Uh and where are we now? Yeah, well, so and, basically... And Batman and Robin are tracking the car because it's yep. Bruce's car so they can track it. Mm-hmm. So it's a so, yeah. four people Every, going after one lady. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, everybody in town is fucking basically chasing after Harley. And on the on the drive as they're trying to escape, Veronica says that she'll drop all the charges against uh, Harley because she knows it's a big old misunderstanding. And, um, I don't know. I like kind of the moral of this episode where like, don't, uh, um, you know, I, I, I'm trying to, I'm losing words, but like, don't, uh, um, like take, uh, judge a book by its cover probably as close as I can get. Like, well, you know, somebody says they're reformed, give them a chance, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, yeah. Like I said, a lot of good character work there. Cause like Harley, is actively avoiding trying to hurt people that she doesn't mm-hmm. have to. Yeah. You know, she's and things not are just kind of it, as being a cartoon spiraling wildly out of control <laughs> yeah. fast, but uh, she's at no point trying to do or cause crime, which is a big point of this episode. Like she, like she said, she paid for the dress and she feels like society's just like, you're a criminal. You're always going to be a criminal. So she embraces it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know. And, uh, the only other, the big note I have is the general runs over to the car with his daughter still in it and is <laughs> yeah. actively shooting at the car in the tank. Yes. And I'm like, yeah, the, the end he's like, oh, God, Veronica. She's mm-hmm. safe. Harley gets it. But I was like, yeah, dog, that's why you don't shoot people. Like, what did you expect, you nut? Yeah, you crazy bastard. <laughs> Fucking. But, uh, so, yes, uh, basically, basically all of the. Heart, uh, Bullock, the General, and uh, Boxy Bennett all crash into Harley's car at the same time. Harley saves Veronica and is hanging from a, a rope up there or whatever. And Batman sees her and he chase, gives chase. Uh, and one thing leads to another and he eventually captures her and takes her back to Arkham. Um, yeah, it's but, a cool fight uh, scene at the end too because it's in like a Times Square kind of yeah. thing with a lot of neon signs. And so, yeah, really cool signs, yeah. Yeah. Um, it And Harley lobs a grenade at Batman, who's not <laughs> yeah. trying to do anything. But, like, yeah, it, uh, it's like captures her. Is that the sign just leaves her hanging? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
then he's able to bring her back to Arkham. Yeah. And this is what leads to like one of my, you know, favorite moments where, you know, he he takes her back to Arkham cuz earlier in the episode uh just, you know, mentioned that she didn't even get to keep the dress that she bought and as he's bringing her back to Arkham, he hands her the dress and he's, you know, he says, "I had a bad day too once." Um and then, you know, Harley Harley takes the dress. She's like, "Nice guys like you don't deserve bad days." And then she kisses him real quick and then she's like oh i like that <laughs> she goes in for a longer kiss and everybody's just like uh, <laughs> robin just kind of shakes his head and poison ivy's like well it's been a minute <laughs> fucking but but uh, the doctor says the harley you know will build, still be able to reform eventually and it ends on a happy note uh but yeah yeah it's a uh, nice semi-comedic episode of batman just like don't push mm. your luck <laughs> yeah 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 well also I, I just i like the heart to it as well like that that whole ending bit is what makes the episode you know where batman returns the dress and you know that's i think this also gets to the heart of uh one of the big things with the kevin conroy dcau batman is you know he always tries to save his villains he's mm-hmm. never never going out there to just you know he's just going out there to do good you know, it's never with any sort of malicious or brutal intention, which mm-hmm. is, you know, something I like. He's got he's a compassionate, a compassionate character. You know, and I yeah. think that that always shines through with uh, Kevin Conroy. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we'll go to our last one that we're doing for tonight. Yep. Uh, Over the edge. Yeah, which is the that's a, it's a season three on HBO Max, and mm-hmm. uh, they changed up the art and it. We've been talking about it. Let's <laughs> yeah. talk about it. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan, so they, uh, so as I mentioned, the earlier seasons have this kind of, I want to say like a 1940s Max Fleischer esque style of animation, it, but when they got to this this time period, they streamlined it to make it consistent with Superman the Animated Series. Mm-hmm. So, they they basically had to redesign everything. And it's called the, you know, it's called the streamlined designs. Some are much more obvious than others. Like we mentioned, Scarecrow's like the best. The Scarecrow's one, who, one in terms of the redesign. Scarecrow's uh, they, uh, streamlined design is phenomenal. fucking great. Phenomenal. And his episodes in post streamline, he's voiced by Jeffrey Combs. He's awesome. Mm. He's a standout villain in his episodes. Post yeah, redesign. He, they make him a little like because they have the. The the original the first two seasons that the non streamlined one mm-hmm. he just is, looks like a scarecrow red red shirt straw hat yeah lanky mask. yeah uh, but this one he's like, like is a an much undead western preacher he's got a noose around his neck he looks like Leatherface he talks in a in a raspy whisper uh, Paul Dini said in an interview like we weren't even sure that he was alive under that mask yeah <laughs> so, he's it's, awesome. It's crazy that they were able to pull that off for a Saturday morning cartoon. No shit, right? <laughs> he looks like actually fucking terrifying. Yeah, he's if a I... really good. It's one of my favorite Bruce Tim designs ever. But uh, mo- some of the other ones, though, like some are untouched. Like Harley is damn yeah. near untouched. Besides, yeah, like Harley's okay. Um, but uh, Batman, the, the... Batman loses the like the oval loses the yellow oval again it's kind of a streamlined look uh, 
his eyes become much more blue when like Bruce Wayne's eyes and everything just like piercing yeah. blue. Yeah. Like, the he's not in this episode, but the Joker redesign very contentious because he has these black and white like black shark eyes. eyes, like a doll's I eyes. Hate <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. Uh, Riddler wears this weird fucking bodysuit with these yeah, yeah this weird green and purple onesie with these purple little slippers. And he doesn't have a domino mask. He's just weird looking. Mad Hatter looks like shit. Uh, yeah, does not look good. Uh, Bane Catwoman, looks good. Bane looks really good, uh, especially compared. Like I don't like the original one as much. Oh yeah. With, but yeah, he's wearing like a spiked dog collar, mm-hmm. and his his mask looks a little bit better. Yeah, wonderfully voice acted too by Henry Silva in this episode. And, uh, yeah, like Catwoman. I don't like Catwoman's no. streamline. Like, weird. Well, it looks oh. weird, and it looks like a weird, like, reduced take on the Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman. Yeah, it's like a black bodysuit. Yeah, with, with a, a white face. And it's just... Like it, the weird it, eyes. It took, yeah, the weird big eye. It just took too much away from an already good design. Like Yeah. I guess it didn't look good in the... Because, like, the other Catwoman, the gray suit Mm -hmm. is... I don't know. Probably my favorite Catwoman suit. Probably because it's the first instance of seeing the character, I suppose. So, go figure. But, yeah, it's just very different. Um, But, yeah, lots happened since uh, in their intervening episodes. Uh, Robin became Nightwing, and then we got a new Robin. Yep. Tim Drake took up the mantle, became Robin, and... uh, it, well, she becomes in like season two. I'm pretty sure of uh, New Adventures of Batman and Robin is when Barbara becomes Batgirl, and but Barbara Gordon becomes Batgirl. She's part of the team, and this episode has a really strong opener where the police are breaking fucking into Wayne Manor and chasing after Batman and Robin. Yeah, it's it's re- and we have no idea what the fuck's going nope. on. <laughs> nope. Or why they're doing that, but yeah, they're like Bruce Wayne, you are under arrest. Like cease and desist. Yeah, and and yeah, they're going after Batman's house. They're hitting him at home, and you're like, what is happening? Yeah, what's going on? And, and they uh, uh, they're shooting to kill too. Like, yeah, that's... and like Robin's ten. Yep, he's just a boy. Yeah, don't give a shit. Um, yeah, like Alfred has to like save it, like sacrifice himself to buy some time mm-hmm. so they can get to the bat boat and the, they get into the bat boat and they escape the bat cave, but they're chased by a police boat and, uh, Nightwing saved. Yep. Saved by the timely arrival of Nightwing and his mullet and mullet, mullet Nightwing. <laughs> beautiful. That's the beautiful design on Nightwing though. That's where the, this is where that look comes from as well i mean it's it's no 70s nightwing but it'll do oh yeah with the fucking costume disco nightwing the, the navel yeah yeah <laughs> that deep v yep it was very 70s uh but uh so yeah so they they i don't know where they hole up but they they hole up somewhere in a cave a different a cave. cave yeah in, a seal in, in cave <laughs> in the aqua cave and Batman relays basically what happens. They were chasing after the Scarecrow. Uh, Scarecrow uh, whacked Barbara off the top of a building, and she crashed into a fucking police car driven by her dad and Harvey Bullock. Yeah, and they 
think that Batman is the one that killed her. Because mm. he was the one looking over the edge. So obviously he you know, killed well, Batgirl even... in a jealous rage. Well, I think even beyond that, it, it, I think it's more just like, even if it was the Scarecrow, it's more driven by Gordon's uh, grief. Vengeance for, yeah, grief and vengeance for Barbara. And I think even on Harvey Bullock's side, it's like, hey, I knew that kid forever, and I'm best friends with Jim Gordon. Fuck you, Batman. I don't like you anyway. So I think that's what the what that yeah. comes in. Um, but yeah, so uh, Gordon takes off uh, Batgirl's mask, discovers that's Barbara, uh, and basically does uh, the worst case scenario for Batman, which is Gordon puts it all together and decides Batman's uh, not good for Gotham. Yeah, and he, he looks up. Uh, Barbara's computer and figures out everything and gets mm. them on the run. Uh, and so it's like, okay, well, we'll just hold up. Uh, Nightwing's like, I'll get some supplies and we'll, you know, I'll just go in, bing, bang, boom, into my loft and go. He gets captured mm. by the cops. Yep. Um, and then it, uh, Hamilton Hill, who is the mayor, stops by Gordo's office and is like, too close to this investigation. You need to. You need to, to tone it down. You're. You're not. Fuck. You need you've to been working with yourself. this guy forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You need to recuse yourself. And step uh, down and and uh, actually just resign. Yeah. Because that would be the best thing for everybody. Um, but Jim's too close. He he, he can't just let this go. So he. Mm-hmm. Um. Essentially, recruits we'll find out. Help. He. Yeah. He recruits Bane. Mm-hmm. To because you know that's his best shot at. Uh, helping you know, to getting Batman caught, yeah. And at Barbara's funeral, they spring their trap, mm-hmm. and they they catch him. Uh, but not before Batman tells like uh, tells Tim it's just it's time to go. Like it's time to yeah. give it up. You know it's over. It's the end game. Do they capture him or does he turn himself no, in? No, he or? escapes. Well, he, yeah, he essentially escapes. They don't ever get him. Yeah. Well, I don't think they would do anything to him anyways dead well no i mean they don't even kill they they fucking excellent ease of commercial break because when i first saw this episode i was like oh my god the cops just shot nightwing to death but no he's alive yeah they arrested (laughs) him they show yeah yeah. because yeah robin's like oh we could we can uh you know bail out alfred and uh, you know and nightwing and and like no it's over yeah like dream's dead tim and yeah they have one big climactic battle there uh mm-hmm. for bane does um like stop batman but then decides like no i'm gonna kill batman and yeah, jim and wants to I'm bring him in you, jim <laughs> yeah but uh like that wasn't part of the deal and bane was like i've altered the arrangement pray yeah. i do not alter it further and <laughs> <laughs> exactly and then kicks basically tries to kick jim off a uh, ledge of a building yeah um uh, uh, yeah batman uh yeah and Bane have another fight uh, mm-hmm. where Bane's just like, you're going to die. And Batman's like, you first. And fucking electrocutes him. Doesn't yep. kill him, but like... Crashes him into the bad signal and then cl- clips off the tube to connecting the venom into you know Bane's brain and takes that tube and wraps it into a cord in the bat, uh, bat signal and shocks the shit out of Bane to probable death. Uh, yeah, and then... Um, yeah, Jim uh, and uh, Batman get basically thrown off the edge by Bane because there, there's a time where they reconcile and like, come on, you gotta, you gotta let me pick you up. Jim was hanging on one-handed for a very long time. He is very strong. 
He's well, that grief is what you know hardens, yeah. you know, <laughs> resolve. But yeah, they, and they both fall, like Batman and, and Jim fall. But it's uh, turns out that Barbara it's was just, just a dream. was hit by that fear gas, and it's mm. all her unresolved fears of her dad not knowing what she does and finding out. Mm. Uh, and she's like, "I got to tell him." And yeah. Batman's like, "If that's what you got to do, yeah, and I understand. To... You do you, girl." And then I think. I don't know, man. I think the implication is that Jim knows because there's yeah, no, no that's reason. That's what I got. I totally got the Jim. Jim totally gets it. Like uh, again, she... it only took him ten minutes of hard work to figure out that <laughs> Bruce Wayne is Batman. <laughs> yeah, like just a strong search on the computer. Yeah. But yeah, they they have a a moment there where um, he takes some dinner and she says, "I got this new job," and and he's like, "You know, it doesn't matter what you do because you're my daughter and I love you." Mm-hmm. Um, and so as long as you're happy, I'm happy. Yeah. And, you know, that's. And we'll end. leave it at that for legal reasons. <laughs> yeah. That That's it, man. That's the. Yep. But yeah, that's a. That was a damn good episode. That was a good yeah, slate of a, episodes. I, cho- I chose it. I chose Over the Edge because it's one of my favorite uh, of the whole show. Mm-hmm. Very well done. Just that opening as well. If yeah, you don't know no, what's going like, on. It's one of the ones that when I first, it like has always left an impression because it was like, it gets you. It's like, it's a really strong opening, you know? And until you figure out what's going on, you're like, what? I get, you know what I mean? Especially when Mm -hmm. you're a young kid on a Saturday morning and you first see it. It's like, whoa. It's great. It's a, yeah, one of my favorites. Yeah. So that's, that's those, man. It's, Mm. uh, and like I said, we could have, we could have spent all day just talking about yeah, this. This could easily be like a five hour long, like discussion about like, you know, Oh yeah. Well we gotta, we wanted to cover one more small bit. Oh yeah. The, the yeah. live action Batman appearance. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, I'm a nerd for stuff and, uh, I, uh, Kevin Conroy got to play, uh, Bruce Wayne at the very least Bruce Wayne, Batman, uh, in live action one time in crisis on infinite earths part two and uh, you know we just decided to talk about it because it's notable for that reason that you get to see him uh you know do the voice and be i don't i don't know it was just really cool it was really cool to see and i like the fact that you know it happened yep so it's a cw uh production so if you're familiar with the cw stuff you for yeah. uh it's strong genre television Yes, it is. It very much is. Like it's, you know, you gotta you gotta take the good, you take the bad, you take put it all together. You have a CDW a CW show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it. I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that it's all gonna be the best thing you ever watched, but I will say that if you know, if it's a, it's an evening and you're looking for 43 minutes of solid genre television, mm-hmm. it'll or you know. or even like listen first two seasons of the flash are fucking great like the first season especially really really solid couple seasons of arrow very oh, good. oh god yeah oh god mm-hmm. yeah and a lot of legends legends of tomorrow was really good uh i i stopped watching a lot of arrowverse stuff uh i only really kept up with the crossovers so and this uh, is uh yeah this this part is, of it this is one and uh, i have not seen any of the other stuff so i don't know any of the context yeah you saw you saw this completely with no context and that's completely fine <laughs> we it really just wanted to focus on the performance of Kevin Conroy in it. So, Kevin Conroy is a Batman on an alternate Earth, and uh, Supergirl and Batwoman coming by to be like, "Hey, we need your help. 
you're a paragon of courage. I'm not going to explain what that is because it's fucking pointless. Anyway, <laughs> they fucking, they fucking are, uh, Batwoman's talking to Bruce Wayne. And this, this Batman has apparently been Batman for a while. And he takes, uh, they took inspiration from the Kingdom Come uh, comic book by Mark Wade and Alex Ross. And Batman at, of that time period, he had been Batman for so long, his body had been broken so many times, he had to wear like an exoskeleton, like fucking Darth Vader in order to walk around so that's what uh, kevin conroy's batman is uh, walking around in. and we are slowly shown that this batman lost his fucking mind and went on went a murderous rampage over the edge <laughs> yes he did but he, he survived he didn't get killed by bane <laughs> yeah he gets he, electrocuted by supergirl <laughs> yeah he uh decides to just go fucking nuts and start killing all kinds of people because codes or whatever yeah. and who needs them you start with a code and then you find yourself strangling the joker and you find out you'd enjoy it yeah and he's we also find that he like is gone uh, completely off the deep end he's killed superman yep yep he makes like he references like batman v superman-esque kind of things in it uh, they're pulling from a little bit everywhere with this one. Uh, it, was a weird, yeah. it was a weird turn because you expect Kevin Conroy to be like, oh, I'm a heroic Batman, not fucking not murderous crazy. fucking crazy Batman. Well, and, uh, yeah, and, like, we need you to save save not only this world, but all worlds. He's like, none of them need saving. They're all terrible. Everything <laughs> sucks. <laughs> Fuck them Everything. kids. <laughs> Everything sucks. You suck because you came here. <laughs> Get out of my house. Yeah, you don't understand. Alternate universe, you died. Everyone should die too. Yeah, I'm bitter. But, uh, and, uh, you know, he goes down to the Batcave, and, you know, one thing leads to another, and he dies a horrible electrocution uh, death. Uh, a very hokey electrocution death. There's a lot of hokey elements, and it could oh, also God, be yeah. because I was watching from what looked to be a man uh, <laughs> taking it from his cell phone. <laughs> I know. I wish there was like a better compilation, but uh, we work with what we got. Oh, <laughs> we, <laughs> <laughs> well, because otherwise the other thing would date and be sending me fucking timestamps. A... <laughs> yeah, I know. And I didn't want to do it because the episode's on the on uh, HBO Max because Batwoman's on HBO Max. Is like the whole thing on HBO Max? Like no, all of it? because you know it's it's crossover, so different episodes are on different shows. So like there was an episode in Supergirl, episode in Flash. Uh, I think Arrow had ended by that point. Episode in Batwoman and Batwoman. I meant the... are all of those on the C- on the HBO Max, or do we have to like what? mix fucking all the uh, Arrowverse? No, no, not at all. Just Batwoman. Oh. That's what I was getting to. <laughs> Batwoman oh. is the only one of them. Well, Superman and Lois, but that wasn't involved at the time. So, oh yeah, the new adventures of Superman. Hey man, that show is amazing. I am not. Yeah. <laughs> Superman and Lois is like the best thing to happen to Superman in like a long time. Yeah, no, that that show slaps. Yeah, uh, but I I I always just think of uh, Lewis and Clark instead. Yeah, yeah. And that's why and Robot Chicken made a joke like twenty years too damn late, oh, which right. they. Well, yeah, they said they had, I believe they got Dean Cade and Terry Hatcher, and they did a bit, and they're like, isn't this really not topical at all? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. But yeah, no, I mean, I think they were on Netflix. Does Netflix have them? That's where I watched yeah, a lot might, of them originally. They might still have them, yeah. I don't know. 
I have no idea what the where the, the rights Just, are for the you know, CW go, streaming. Uh, go look it up. You can find them somewhere. If you're, you can find out all about that at your local library. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, but yeah, no, I, I thought it was just worth mentioning because it was a live action uh, Batman performance by Kevin Conroy. Yeah, I believe the only and he one. wasn't bad. Like, no, he, you know, he was good. Yeah, and, he looked huh? looked the part as a yeah. uh, you know. I am bitter. I yeah. am the night. <laughs> I am. I am. I am, six I am wasting old. away in a yeah. in a house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's crazy too because you know, looking up Kevin Conroy, like if you look at him when he was cast as Batman in 1992, he could have mm. fucking played Batman. He had like he looks... a square lantern jaw and like he, yeah, he could have played Bruce Wayne Batman fucking easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that was the our own little fun retrospective. Of yeah, yeah, just stuff. getting to talk about uh, talk about the man, the myth, and the legend. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I would strongly recommend if you if you haven't watched some of them, just uh, yeah. take a minute, watch them. They're all very quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost all of them are really good. So yeah, yeah, and yeah, pretty much just find one that sounds good, and it probably is, and watch it. That's my best As, advice about it. Aside from there's a Batman in my basement. Yeah, don't watch that one. Don't. Uh, <laughs> you're you're good. Yeah. Yeah, you're 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 pretty much you're pretty much fine. <laughs> just uh, yeah, somebody's gonna end up watching it because it's just oh, like, yeah. man, why is Devin dunking on? There's a Batman in my basement. It's kind of it's kind of bad. Kind of <laughs> it's pretty pretty terrible. Yeah, uh, I think I think even the people that wrote it were just no, like, they hate is, it. Bruce Tim hates that fucking episode. This is the worst <laughs> of the yeah. That was actually worst. fun story about that. That's one of the so you know how I was how I was saying that it, the animated series is almost kind of an adam west style show Mm -hmm. so when they were first starting the show they had hired a bunch of writers and gotten in a bunch of scripts already done before they you know were able to do the the um you know tell the stories the way they wanted to tell them and that script is a holdover from that that first batch (laughs) oh which is that which is why it feels the way it does and is so out of step with the fucking rest of the show man yeah it's uh I, from what I remember, it it's just all a big convoluted series of events Pretty to have a much, little boy. Yeah. Ba- <laughs> a bunch of ki- a bunch of friends like have Batman stashed in his basement because he's hiding from the Penguin. It's dumb. It's not good. It's not a good episode. I mean, I mean, it's better. No, it's not better than him being attacked by hummingbirds. I'd rather have him attacked by hummingbirds. And I'd rather take the hummingbirds. Yeah. 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 And of course, you know. Um, but yeah, there's also the uh, two or Ar- three Arkham games mm-hmm. uh, besides Origins. Uh, he was not the voice in Origins. Nope, but, that was uh, uh, Roger R- Craig Smith. Yep. So, well, yeah. I believe it's the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog. I think so. He's the voice of a lot of people. He is. <laughs> he's, he's really good at it. I'm, well, he was Captain America in uh, Avengers: Earth's Mightiest Heroes, I believe. Hmm. Um, and some bunch of other places, but uh, yeah. And Kevin Conroy also did a lot of, you know, he wasn't just Batman. He played a lot of other characters. Um, the one that stands out, he played a character called Captain Sunshine in the Venture Brothers. Oh, well, which is a, <laughs> yeah. Uh. Oh, there's an excellent, here's a good one. I, I think it's called I Am the Night. It's an episode of Batman the Brave and the Bold. And it's an episode where uh, the Spectre and... Uh, 
The Phantom Stranger, The Spectre's voiced by Mark Hamill, Phantom Stranger's voiced by Kevin Conroy. They're trying to get Batman to not murder... Well, they're trying to see what Batman will do when he's confronted with Joe Chill. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. it's a re- That's one of the best episodes of Batman Brave and the Bold. It is fantastic. I, I, can't, I think it's called I Am the Night. I d- double check somewhere, but that's a recommendation. And I believe... Uh, yeah, he wasn't the voice for... Uh, Brave the Bold. I hear Brave and the Bold is really good. It's awesome. It is a favorite. No, Dietrich Bader is the voice of Batman and uh, Brave and the Bold. Dietrich Bader was the the roommate, in office or not the roommate, mm-hmm. but the housemate, in office. Yeah. Space. Uh, fuck, hey, Peter Man. Hey, Peter Man. Yeah, that's him. And uh, in the Drew Carey show. Okay. God damn it! What's his name? And <laughs> Todd. I, Lyle. No. Lyle. Lyle was Wings. I don't know. Oh. Somebody's. Somebody's gonna figure it out for yeah, us. Yeah, somebody will tell us. I mean, we, we could probably figure it out in the yeah. in our local library. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Anyway, uh, yeah. I think this is a good time to wrap it up. It was, uh, you know, good to talk about uh, Kevin Conroy and, you know, acknowledge his uh, what he meant because you know it's gonna be he's gonna be the voice of Batman forever probably. It's gonna be hard for someone to be able to top that level of output and well not quality but that level of output over 30 years and and while i'm yeah other people have have been batman and will continue to be Mm -hmm. uh batman throughout all kinds of stuff it's just gonna be a a hard one to top Mm -hmm. sort of like how like mel blank is the voice of bugs bunny in my head yeah you know it's well i think that even some some people can still be like He'll be the voice of Batman for all time, but other actors will still be able to carry the torch and put their own spin on it. But he'll always be that kind of gold standard to look back on and be like, Kevin Conroy can't beat him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's a good spot to end it on. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah, we'll uh that's kind of a We'll be talking about other stuff. I don't know where this will release in the grand scheme of things. No, but... no, it, it doesn't matter, uh, honestly. Just, you know, it, this is its own little singular thing. There yeah, we go. But, but until the next time, I've been Devin. I'm Dave. I'll see you next time. We'll miss Peace. you, Kevin.